in three, two, one. Welcome back to another episode of What the Bleep Are They Talking About, the podcast where we help you understand what everyone is talking about in the news today. I'm Jack. I'm Jennifer. And before we get started, make sure you share this content with everybody. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow us on all the social media, but don't follow people in real life because that's really creepy, you guys. And speaking of sharing this content with everybody you know, make sure you share this content with people living in New Jersey, specifically District 22, because we have a guest tonight, Hans Herberg, who is running for General Assembly of District 22 in New Jersey. Welcome on. Hi, thank you guys. I'm very honored to have, be on the show with you guys. Yeah, and thanks for, uh, thanks for coming on, and we're hoping to get more candidates on this show. We just wanted to you know, reach out to individuals who are running for Congress, who are coming up for election, to hear what they think, no matter where they are. And we were excited for you because you're kind of like us, uh, just or like Jack, more likely, um, just a regular guy who wanted to make a change. Exactly. I mean, that's what I'm going for. I mean, I mean, there's no, there's no money, hidden agendas, um, no, you know, agendas, nothing like that. I mean, it's all about doing the right thing and want to help our not just New Jersey but our country make a huge difference. And I think that's really awesome because I had a post on Instagram today where I was pretty much railing against career politicians and how they're not really trying to solve your problems because if they do, they have nothing to run on for the next election. Yeah, exactly, though. I mean, I mean, we seem seems like it's always the same election cycles, you know, same arguments. But what has everything been done over years and years? I mean, same career politicians. I mean, none. I mean, we can't see partisan sides sit down together, having a decent conversation like we're doing right now, you know, finding like, hey, what's the best solution can we do for the people, but not to ourselves? Exactly. And that's what I always say. So I, I say that there are, there are good ideas on the left and there are good ideas on the right. And if we can just sit mm-hmm. down together and have a conversation about it, we can find the best fit solution for all of our problems. Exactly. Find the best common grounds. I mean, like, hey, I mean, there's no agenda on my side, not ours. We want to sit down and hear this. Hear this. What other people who voted us want or expect from us? You know, there are employers and we're the employees, and we want to sit down and do what's best for the people. I mean, what's best? I mean, unfortunately, since decades, there's a lot of career politicians. Some of them, if you watch TV or C-SPAN, you can hear them name calling, cursing each other. And I mean, is this what we really want, though? I mean, I think there should be change. I mean, we need to, have, like we said earlier, have a sit down conversation and you know try to work out what's best. Absolutely. I like what you said. Remember that the politicians are the employees and the constituents are the employers. I feel like we get that backwards sometimes and we feel like we work for them because we're the ones voting them in. So but that's where the tax. Oh, definitely. That's where the taxpayers money come. And let's say like, you know, you know, we do based on performance like midterms, like, hey, if we don't do a good job, like they would pick somebody else to lead the way. I mean, there should be something similar when it comes to work like that. I mean, I mean, with the term limits, I do support for that. I mean, I mean, term limits would stop encouraging career politicians. So kind of thing. I mean, look at the establishments on all sides we've seen. And also, too, I mean, I tell people like, hey, if you want to run for mayor, you can start from city council to council president or council at large and then become a mayor. You want to build your way up to that. You know, you got to start from your small community and build up. Do you think that there's there should be more importance put on kind of 
changing the way that our system of government operates more so than yelling about the kind of culture war, war issues that are going around. For example, you and I can easily sit down and have a conversation about term limits, which would mm -hmm. definitely benefit the country long term. Do you think we're not putting enough focus on those common ground issues? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, we'll look at the billion dollar, you know, look at the trillion dollar infrastructures. I mean, I mean, a lot of people disagree back and forth. I mean, or, you know, there's been a big arguments, but I mean, why is everything not accomplished, though? I mean, OK, why are they going all over social media, cursing each other? I mean, I, I a lot of people and ask, what do you guys think? And, you know, a lot of people are disturbed and upset what's going on, though. I mean, with the current leaderships, though, I mean, not just the current, but many decades i mean we've seen a lot of things you know that hasn't been appropriate for the people and it's actually hurting i mean a lot of people can't trust politicians these days and i think it'd be great we can have some changes i agree and that's where you and i come in yeah i say to jennifer all the time that the problems that we have to deal with right now are the problems that we have been talking about for the last two or three decades and it's mm -hmm. about time we get people into office who are going to fix those problems Definitely. I mean, it's better to find the solutions, not the problem. I mean, hey, if we find some problems that currently exist, let's find the current problems and fix the solutions. I mean, we, we don't need to create problems every day. I mean, let's focus on the problems we have been having for a long time and find out, like, okay, what's the majority of problems everyone's talking about? Let's focus on those first and get that out of the way, and do what's best, and even get the public's opinion first, though, see what they think, though, you know, what the important issues they care about the most. And I kind of hope by solving those issues, um, I could finally get some peace and quiet. You know, yeah. no more screaming on social media, no more screaming in the news. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, I mean, we're all Americans. I mean, I mean, this shouldn't be. I mean, it's not about left. It's not about right. Unaffiliated, libertarian, like Green Party, and all like and all that stuff. No, I mean, at the end of the day, we're all Americans, and we're just regular people who wants to help make a difference and make it a great honest living i couldn't agree more so jennifer and i had a question for you because we're not from new jersey so oh no problem can you please explain I'm to us is the general assembly the same as the state legislature uh it's it's very similar i mean i mean look at florida you guys i assume you guys got you know a state senator and state representative right, right. Mm -hmm. i mean ours you know instead of assembly it's like in virginia they got delegates you know, which is like state, but I know that each states have their own different titles, mm -hmm. though. I mean, most terms of two limits, though, and then they're up for re-election, though. Uh, also, I think Senate is about a longer, about the same, though, about that kind of thing. Okay, so it kind of, it's just a different term for your state legislature, essentially. Correct. Like the state house body, like everyone goes to Trenton and do stuff for assembly. They propose a bill and everything like that, ideas, and then next, once, if the assembly passes or not then it passes up to the senate vote and then after the senate signs a bill then it goes to the governor as to sign okay uh, and then we saw that you have a running mate as well so we want you to explain that one to us as well is it a is it an all or nothing or is there a possibility where both a republican and a democrat could possibly get into office i mean it can be both, though, I think. I don't know how that works. I mean, it's my first time running for office. I mean, mm -hmm. my other guy, who's my running mate, we're on a ticket slate. Um, I, I got to tell you, we're all different diverse groups, though. Um, David Cipher, who's my running mate, um, 
he's actually um a black Republican running for assembly and also to um, Bill Michelson. Uh, he's actually openly, you know, gay Canada running for uh, state Senate. And we're all in a ticket race, though. I mean, we actually do once a week or two for meetings. We always have lunch and always want to talk about ideas, what's best for the people. And it's great, though. I mean, as I'd like to see more diverse members on board, though, and have a discussion. What can we do for, not, you know, for the future and current day for our state, though, and district? So what kind of uh, made you want to run for politics? What was kind of like the tipping point that pushed you over the edge? Well, I've been thinking about this very long time. I know I tried to run for mayor once long ago, but I, I understand, you know, hey, you know, when you do petition, I was kind of short on petition, but I just want to learn a lot, though. I mean, even my cousin, he was like one of the lobbyists back in the 70s and 80s, but he, you know, he was a very old school, though, kind of thing. And, and I just feel like politics is interesting, though. I study a lot. I mean, I got into you know politics because i studied the ron paul you know political philosophy and i think it's great you know talk about smaller government you know lowering taxes and accountability and transparency and even you know cut regulations like cutting loops to help expand support small businesses owners and also i think it all started too with the lockdown you know since last year i mean when you talk to each neighbors nobody knows who is essential or not and you know it was really sad and depressing and you know, I really want to be the guy who wants to help make a difference. I mean, you know, some of these politicians, no one has an idea what it's like, you know, working, you know, part-time, full-time job, you know, trying to make all these hours paid, trying to get enough money to put food on the table and be on the roof on your head. I mean, because, mm -hmm. you know, working time, I mean, it's not easy working one or two jobs, but, you know, everyone's just sacrificing to support the families. And, you know, I tell everyone, look, I'm not a small business owner or millionaire, doctor or lawyer. I'm just some regular guy who works paycheck to paycheck. And, you know, I understand the system and I just want to help make a huge positive difference. And we need more people like you in office. So I That's kind of went over your ballotpedia and I saw that you were also in the hospitality industry and I'm in the oh, hospitality industry I, as well. Uh, actually, I think that's my father's background you looked at. Oh, right. You're in uh, retail and sales. Yeah, actually, uh, if you're talking about hospitality, my father has me and my father have the same name, except his is with K and mine is E. So, I mean, I get that a lot, though. I mean, even we had the households, everybody was running which haunts it is. But you're totally right. No one in politics seems to know what it's like to be in more of those blue collar jobs, having to work long hours in these hot and horrible conditions. I spent seven years in the restaurant industry, and it was the toughest thing I've ever had to do. Definitely. I mean, some of these people, I mean, I don't know. I mean, when I met people like politicians, you know, lawyers, doctors, and these guys are making a million dollars off our money. And it's like, what the hell? I mean, how could they sleep like that? Do they understand what system we're living in? I mean, also, some people don't, they don't have an idea about mom and pop small businesses. And, you know, I can understand small business is a huge thing. I mean, I worked with different retails, box and sale, box up, you know, retails and sales and, you know, even at, you know, multi jobs. And I can understand. And, you know, I'd, I'd rather work hard to earn a money. I mean, my parents once said, hey, if you want to earn something, you got to work for it. And that's what I'm willing to do. And so what are some of the things you're planning to do to help the small businesses once you're in office? Well, I, I want to do studies, have a conversation with, you know, small business administrators, you know, that's for New Jersey and also, you know, coalitions. I mean, also talk to each small business owners, approach them and talk about like, hey, what issues do you guys care about the most? Is there issues that hurts or affect small businesses? Does it come to his taxes or regulations? Like, cause you know how we've seen a lot of red tapes going on? So I'm willing to red tape 
you know, that way we can help make it easier to help start support small businesses. Because, you know, in small businesses, a lot of people don't realize they make a huge difference in the local community and our country. I mean, in some countries, you know, like if you're in Alabama, Texas, or other places, they have different stores across the country. But I got to tell you, the real economic comes from small business. And it, it definitely helps with the culture of the of the town that you're in oh, as well. Oh, definitely, yeah. You really I feel that big change when, like, a big chain store comes in and takes over. Yeah, and also, I mean, small businesses, I've seen them do a lot of good stuff. I mean, we've seen, you know, I'm sure in your area where you're at, small businesses help give back to the communities, you know, like helping support our local first responders or community or, you know, donate to the church or scouts. You know, for example, I mean, we've seen a lot of, local community business owners get active in the local areas and sometimes they do donation as a cause or or other things i mean i think it's a great cause though and i love your point about cutting the red tape because one of the things we saw as a problem during the COVID pandemic was especially funds that were supposed to help small businesses and help renters mm -hmm. those funds were getting tied up because a lot of, of of a lot of red tape so i can completely agree with you there cutting red tape to mm -hmm. help people out yeah and definitely, I mean, during lockdowns, I mean, nobody knows who's essential or not, but I got to tell you, anybody who are making a profit are considered essential, period. I mean, because, I mean, when you look at, you know, gyms or restaurant or small business owners, I mean, why are big stores, you know, open, but and, but not small stores? I think, you know what, we need to give the little guys, you know, small business owners a chance. Some of them been in business either recent or for generations, and a lot of people worked hard and saved up for the business, passing on from one family members to another, and you know what? I hate to see it fall apart due to COVID, though, unfortunately. Exactly. I saw a tweet today from uh, Robert Reich. I, I think he's like a college professor somewhere out on the West Coast. And he's tweeted something like, why are there, why over the COVID pandemic have 121 large businesses? Or no, why have we, why have we made 121 new billionaires over the COVID pandemic? while small businesses are struggling. And my reply was because we allowed large corporations to stay open while we shuttered the small businesses. Yeah, I mean, you probably saw a post that happened. I don't know if it's New York or other states, but before any, before it becomes, you know, fake news, or, I mean, before anybody flag it or anything like that, you know, for fact checkers, but I, if you got me wrong, I mean, there was some steak chain or steak restaurant, somehow they had more money than small businesses it happened during last year i don't know if you remember it was some steakhouse or company somehow they got more money from COVID relief hmm. i don't remember it was that, somewhere I, it was somewhere um, before the fact kind of threw up there that i yeah, think before what, what, what do you think about this do you think that we should kind of give back some of the funds to small businesses and individuals who were financially impacted yeah, help them make a huge difference. You know, give them a chance. I mean, I mean, the most important thing, if I get elected, I want to talk to other assembly and the governor. I mean, even the local community leaders talk to them and even businesses. What can we do to help these guys get back on their feet and chance? Because some of these guys work really hard for a very long time and we hate to see them shutter forever. So, I mean, it's always good to do research, find out what can we do to help them get back on the feet. I mean, you know, it's like they say in the Batman movie, you know, why do you fall? So, you, get, you know... So you can be picked back up, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so you know, who would so you I think say is your can... political inspiration? I gotta say is Ron Paul and, and his son Rand. And also uh, Glenn Jacobs and mostly Nick Fre Nicholas Freitas out of Virginia. 
Um, I haven't heard of the last two. Could you tell me a little about them? Uh, oh, Nicholas Freitas, and also I said Glenn Jacobs, right? Yeah, yeah. Glenn Jacobs, you probably remember him. He's a former WWE wrestler known as Kane. Uh, he's actually the mayor of, you know, Knox County, Tennessee, and he's actually very liberty-minded, but also, too, he was supporting small businesses, support our police, and also, you know, he's against mandates. I mean, you know, Glenn Jacobs is a very open-minded and really great guy. I mean, if you look up his videos and other policies, I mean, he's actually the nicest guy, though. I mean, I know some people could feel intimidated from him wrestling, but he's actually a nice guy as well. And Freitas, you know, he's actually a nice guy. I met him at Rev, you know, that long ago. He's actually an Army Green Parade. And also, you know, he wants to make sure he puts the constituents, everybody at first. And, you know, he's against socialism and everything like that. And he also wants to support small businesses, support our local police. And, you know, it's all about doing the right thing, though. And they're not against establish. I mean, they're pretty much don't support this establishment, it seems. I mean, there's just guys who want to do the right thing. So just as a side, you've met John uh, Glenn Jacobs. Um, first for says for a photo op, you know, for, like you know, doing selfie with them. So a, you, know, you have about... met a WWE star, and I have met a WWE star. I went to Johnson and Wales last year, and Maria Canellis uh, was in one of my classes. Oh, nice. Yeah, uh, but yeah I don't know if you know her, but she's a WWE star as well. Not her, but yeah, Glenn Jacobs, I mean, it was only a brief thing. It wasn't like something you sit down for a half hour kind of thing. It was like a couple of minutes, but he did a great speech and, you know, talk about other things. But yeah, when you look up his video, it's actually amazing about his political background, though. I mean, you know, it's great that what he's doing for his community. I mean, he's not a politician, but it's good to see a lot of changes. Though. A lot of these celebrities and wrestlers and everybody, I mean, a lot of these guys want to make huge changes. I mean, I mean, why do we need too many politicians? These are just regular people, though. Right, and that's the way it should have. That's the way it was. It was meant to be, um, and I, I really agree with your stance yeah. on you know getting more people who are anti-establishment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, why you know establishment? I mean, even I told everyone if I get elected, no one's not going to buy me out or anything. You know, the only thing I report to, I report to the people who elected me, and talk to them like, hey, I'm going to come up with ideas, bills, but I need everyone's opinions and inputs. So, I mean, what do you guys? think it's the most issue what can i do to address it though i mean you know even i can do open town hall a lot you know to the public i remember i was like the story of how back in when abraham lincoln was president you were still able yeah. to go into the white house and sit down with the president and talk with them mm -hmm. yeah I, correct I though i mean he invited the public yeah even invite people talk to them i mean Everyone should have a chance to talk to the legislator or talk to the leaderships. I mean, I mean, why wait through reception saying, "Oh, we like to hear your comments," but I mean, I think it's good for, you know, anyone who's elected. I mean, they should reach to the public first. You know, like firsthand. So, like, even if you're tied up and stuff, you gotta find timing and make the time, you know, to help people first. You know what I mean? Like, even if you want to make appointment, I'm willing to do it. And flexible though. And we have proof because before we started filming, you took a phone call with one of your constituents. Mm -hmm. Yep, and, you know, I don't want to hang up and be rude. You know, it's all about customer service. I mean, you know, like, even if I'm on the clock, off the clock, you know, if they're really concerned, I mean, I ask, you know, the honest, rightful questions, though. I mean, I told them, like, hey, even if I don't know the answer, I'd rather research and find out the facts first and then let them know, you know what I mean? Like, that's it's important, though. And people don't realize how important that actually is. So when I was in college, mm -hmm. 
I invited our state representative to like kind of like a luncheon that we were putting on. I went to a co- uh, a cooking college, so we were doing a luncheon. I invited him. He showed up about oh, yeah, thirty minutes cool. late, did a photo op, and then left. So I really would have liked more of a you know he sits down, he experiences what we're trying to put on, considering that it's in the community. So I don't think people really understand how important it is for a representative like yourself to actually take the time oh, yeah. out of their day to meet with people. So I think what you're doing definitely, is really, I mean, really good. Definitely, yeah. I mean, I even told people, like, hey, if you want to have a coffee, you know, sit down and coffee. I mean, it's like they do coffee with the cops, which is amazing. I like the program where, you know, they sit down with the community and talk about the issues. You know, hey, if I get – I like those kind of ideas. I mean, they should do the same thing and, like, have a, you know, coffee with your local leaders, you know, talk about the issues. I mean – fair and square i mean no argument but you just want to hear what the person has to say though and you know fair though i mean i mean i told people i don't care if they're democrat republican or unaffiliated or anything else you know i treat them like a regular human being and you know who is my voters talk about the issues and then what can i do to help absolutely so what are some other issues on your agenda uh i mean property taxes in the next two years I mean, I want to help lower property taxes. Unfortunately, you know, in New Jersey, um, somehow the taxes went up, unfortunately, and, you know, we're the high, highest. And I don't know if you remember Governor Murphy's quote. He said um, to the high people who pay, even that's the highest state, he said, if taxes are your issues, then perhaps New Jersey's not your state. I mean, plus, I mean, I agreed with a governor who's running for office against him, Caterelli. I mean, I, I mean, that is not a funny comment kind of thing, and it's a slap to the face, you know, to all the hardworking you know, homeowners, you know, you know, and everyone has a right to complain about taxes and all that. So even when I get first in office, you know, I'll talk to, you know, it's weird though. It's interesting with tax issues. I even talked to local mayor about this. It runs from three things from board of board of education to the county uh, commission and also to the municipal, you know, three different areas. I'm willing to sit down with all three different groups and have a discussion and negotiate, see what can we do to help lower taxes you know, I know the city voted no tax increase, but I would negotiate with the Board of Ed and, you know, the county about what can we do to help lower taxes and quality of life and other issues address. I mean, you got to sit down and go negotiate with them. Right. And because for such a small state, I'm curious why that taxes yeah. are so high. So mm-hmm. if you take, for example, California, it's a very large state, a very large population, and they also have very high taxes. Correct. I- Correct. I mean, Governor Murphy told everyone he wants to become New Jersey, become next California of the of the East Coast. Well, I think one of your positions was to balance the budget. So hopefully you can let us know what the heck is going on. What are they spending that money on? Uh, That one I'm not sure on, but I definitely when I get into office, I told my main priority. I want to look through all the paperwork, find out like, you know, is there anything that's overspending that we can cut that's not appropriate, though? I mean, the per- we want to put our constituents at first, and, you know, is there anything, too? I mean, also, too, I mean, how about cut salaries for politicians for once? I mean, if I make a lot of salary, how about we I mean, cut our own salaries kind of thing and make sure there's enough? I mean, I mean, if people have a decent-paying job and affordable live under one roof, I mean, also find out why are there too many spendings and what can we do to, you know, it's all about common sense. I mean, balancing budget makes sense and also hold, you know, the leadership accountable and I, I'll make sure, like, hey, are you guys on board with me or not? And I definitely want to do everything in my power to make sure. Now, I do have one suggestion for you. And oh, sure. so I don't live there, but my parents live in New Jersey, or they have a house in New Jersey, and they're always complaining mm-hmm. about the DMVs. 
because they're packed. I, there's I get, not enough of them. So if there's anything you're going to cut funding for, from, maybe don't do it with the DMVs. Maybe they need yeah, more, not DMV. more funding. <laughs> yeah, I got to agree. I mean, I, I mean, DMV, I mean, you let your folks know. I got to, I mean, I can't argue on that. DMV is a long line. And also, too, if you go with the DMV, sometimes they brush you away or sometimes electronic. But, you know, it's we definitely want to expand. Like, okay, do they need more workers over there or more staffing or more budget or do they need to expand different locations like okay if there's one in per regions i mean what if they do one focus one for like cdl licenses or one just you know redoing permits and all that stuff you know find common sense though and make sure you know why why do you have to wait two hours or longer for a wait at dmv i mean it's a waste of time that's why it's better to make sure it's efficient and faster and you know friendly more better customer service for the people i mean taxpayers are paying for the dmv you know, we want to make sure it's customer service. Yeah, and for some reason in Florida, our DMV is like five minutes. Oh, I yeah. was there for five minutes in and out. So if you're looking for ideas, you can hit us up. Oh, definitely. I definitely will, though. When, when that budget comes, I'll come up with a proposal. What can we do to make DMV more efficiency? I mean, I, when you watch a movie, I don't know if you saw the movie Zootopia. Actually, oh, yeah. when yeah, everyone walked, I mean, yeah, it actually is kind of re reminds you of like New Jersey with the DMV. Like, you know, you're waiting and takes forever. I mean, I mean, hey, if D D if Disney gets mad, I do apologize if, you, if they see me on record or camera. But I'm just saying based on experience. But let's make sure we get a faster and steady line, though. That's probably where they got the inspiration from. Probably, yeah. I mean, I'm not stealing credit or anything, but I've I, a lot of people I spoke with. I'm sure they all got to agree about that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so switching gears just a little bit. Um, we're how long out of the election? Like a week, two weeks? Uh, today's Tuesday. Uh, November second is less okay, than a so week. Exactly a week. Um, so, what is your main focus for the next week? Like, what what are you pouring your time and your energy into for the next week? Uh, door knocking and also phone calls and reaching out to people. You know, door knocking has more effective talking to people. I mean, I, I got to tell you the truth. When I went door knocking in the summer in the community, I spoke to a lot of homeowners. They saying, wow, you're actually the first Republican that actually, you know, came to our door and knocked and they felt appreciated because, you know, if you send literature and stuff to them by home, you know how it doesn't mean anything, but they just want to make sure that they feel important. Their voice is heard. I mean, I even spoke to them myself i tell them hey i'm not speaking on behalf of the party or gop or anything i'm just running as my own person you know i'm just want to hear feedbacks what issues you care about the most and you know i always talk to them having decent conversations you know that's it though and everybody knows my local involvement with the community you know that's why i care for i mean i'm willing to give something back to the community you know like i want to do the right thing do something right do you still knock on the door so so we get this a lot down here in Florida. We'll knock on the doors, and sometimes the, you'll hear the dog on the other side barking. Do you stay or do you go? Yeah. Because we always feel a little awkward once we get that dog all riled uh, up. I feel so bad. No, actually, I'll usually wait a couple minutes. I mean, hey, I don't mind dogs. I'm, I love dogs. I'm a dog lover, so, I mean, I mean that's the way you approach people. I mean, I mean, even a couple people told me advice about, hey, bring dog treats with you. And oh, I told them, uh, great idea. Sometimes dogs might have sensitive allergy or something, but hey, I'll always bring his back up and I'll ask him like, "Hey, is it okay if I give a dog a treat?" But and I tell him like, "I mean, make sure I mean make sure it's wheat free and others non wheat because you know I understand some dogs are sensitive to wheat though, like grain. You know, make sure it's healthy though. But as long as I ask permission, kind of like, 
I mean, yeah, I want to show that my dog will love her in person and, you know, petting the dog, though. I mean, I mean, I almost got shaved by a dog once, but you know, that was cool, though. <laughs> it was like guarding in front of the house. I put a literature, you know, by the fence door thing. I took care of it, and the guy called me up, and he was really nice. So he said, hey, thank you for dropping up the literature. He better vote for you now. <laughs> oh, he definitely, like, you know, we had a good conversation. I said, yeah, I apologize. He said, oh, don't worry about him. He said dogs, his dog is very protective of the yard and stuff, but he won't bite in it. I told him, yeah. I appreciate it though. Like he, he actually called me like, you know, the end of the day, and I was like, we had a good conversation. Very good. So, would you say that was like yeah. part of your success in the primaries as well as like going door to door and really just getting your name out there? Yeah, correct. Yeah. Also, there was nobody running against us in the primary, you know, actually, because nobody, there was nobody opposed to us. It was pretty much, it was nothing at all, though. I mean, I know it's a tough district. It's actually there's a lot of Democrats, but there's the majority of voters up there are unaffiliated voters and they got a good small portion of Republicans and a soft Dems. My, my goal is I want to reach out to all everybody. I even talked to Democrats as well. Like, Hey, you know, like, you know, I'm not, I mean, this shouldn't be about Democrat or Republican issue or anything like that are unaffiliated. It's about common ground issues, you know, common sense. And I told him if you vote for me, you know, I want to be given a chance and shot, you know, for a change and everything and be, their true elected leader. Absolutely. And you do you get good reception from that when you like pose it that way? Like I'm I'm truly gonna be for everyone. Oh definitely, yeah. I mean I I mean I gotta say my community in Linden is actually a great community. I mean we're actually ranked between ninth or tenth most diverse community in the state though, and I'm very proud of it though. I mean I mean we're I mean I willing to work with everyone. I mean diverse, I'm very proud. I mean we got a lot of great different business owners, restaurants and everything and that's something you need to be proud of for your town though i mean as a rank though i mean it's, i mean i like to see it go up you know more but i think that's something to be proud of looking at the polls how do you think the governor's election is going to do who do you think kind of has a shot there taking into consideration the the independent voters um well i i mean i got support for jack catarelli I mean, Jack Catterley, I've spoke to him many times. I got to say, he even met me a couple times. He's the guy that will remember your name. And I even spoke to his campaign staff. And they're actually really down to earth and really nice, though. So, I mean, I, I don't have anything negative to say about them. And, I mean, Jack did talk about issues when it comes to property taxes. And, you know, and also this guy, you know, he was actually been in office for a long time. But he also wants to run for governor. He was born and bred in the state. And he also, you know, he also helped successful for Main Street markets, you know, like when downtown areas you know, and also he's not some guy who, you know, worked with, you know, Goldman Sachs in New York City kind of thing. But no, he understands the New Jersey issues. And, you know, he even spoke to my parents nicely. And my parents actually got support for him. I think it's great, though. I mean, he's a guy that would listen to the public on issues, what's going on. And he's very open minded, though. And he's got a really good name, too. Yeah, kind of, I mean, yeah, it's Italian name, I think. But yeah, he's really nice. His family is really fantastic. I've, we, I've met them at the victory party for the primary and even when I went campaigns and even we'll call each uh, we'll call the campaign team for advice or anything. And they're really down to earth and so nice. I mean, I know they're very com busy with the campaign season. So I got to say, I speak highly for those guys. Very cool. And yeah, he actually travels all over the state. Jersey. He'll visit every spot though. Like he would not miss it. He'll visit Newark, Camden or other areas. And he's really easy to talk to on issues. Like, I mean, he's at least as good though. It's, I mean, it shows a powerful campaign, though. I mean, is he's not, like, behind his desk. At least he's traveling all over the places, talking to different people and businesses. 
Yeah, it's really a shame when politicians are able to not actually have to run, but rather they're able to use the money that they get from, you know, organizations and whoever's backing them to just hire other people to do all of that work. Yeah, definitely. Everything I do is volunteer. I don't have paid people doing that. Everything is volunteer. I tell people like, hey, if you want to volunteer, please let me know. And, you know, campaign fundraising is tight, though, kind of thing. I mean, sometimes with GOP, you know, they say sometimes they're unknown, but I do fundraising and most of the stuff will go towards campaign website and also lawn science and literatures and also social media run. I mean, a lot of people think it's easy. I thought it was going to be easy before I ran, but when you run, it's actually a challenge. But, hey, I'm willing to overcome it and hope, you know, fight it you know, for the people still. And we respect that because, I mean, it might not seem like it, but we do everything ourselves as well. And we constantly I mean, ask even, people to volunteer too. Definitely. I mean, I mean, it's always good. I mean, sometimes it's hard to volunteer and everything. I'll, I mean, I'll even say, hey, if you do phone calls for me, door knocking, end of day, I'll put in my own personal money. If I have to, I'll order pizza for everybody. So does, I mean, if they want to, it's up to them. Well, with seven yeah, days you gotta left, feed them. can we come volunteer to get some free pizza? Uh, definitely, if you're willing to fly up there, more than welcome <laughs> to. I know New Jersey's got a lot of great pizzas in New Jersey as well, too. I mean, even great diners up there. I got to say, New Jersey is very amazed, though. I mean, when you visit up there, they got diners, restaurants. I mean, even pizza. I mean, it's amazing, though. I always tell people that's the best part of the New Jersey culture. And even everyone argues between perk roll, you know, and Taylor ham. What is it? What is a Taylor ham? Uh, some meat sandwich. I don't know. Like pork roll is kind of more South Jersey thing, and Taylor ham is more North. It's like I think something with a sandwich or cheese or something like that. So, you were curious about. I mean, pork I don't get. I was. Is it like pork. pulled pork? Uh, I think it's like they put a little salt and cheese on there, like a sandwich. Though I don't know how they do that. Though, I mean, I don't get an argument or debate about that, but it's actually. I mean, when you look it up, actually, it's pretty interesting, though. I mean, it's hard for me to explain it, but sometimes the internet will tell a lot about those. So what's your favorite New Jersey diner, then? I gotta say Park House. I mean, you know, up in Park Avenue in my town, Linden, I mean, they got a great diner. They make great, fantastic pancakes, and, you know, even the place is really nice, though. I mean, I mean, even my local town, you know, he's got to support a local diner. I mean, even the second place, if it's outside my district... You know, there's Skyline Skylark or Skyline Diner, you know, which is in Edison, though they're off the highway. I mean, it had a full bar and everything like that. But actually, I support local diners, though. The one in my town is great, though. They got great pancakes, different options. And, you know, the servers and the staff, they're always polite, though. And you always got to take good care of them, you know, showing business support. And these guys work really hard, though. So this kind of, so, okay, so when we come up, we're going to get free pizza and you're going to take us to this diner. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I mean, also too, I mean, you'll definitely like the staff there. I mean, they're incredible actually. I mean, you got to order food that you like though and everything like that. I mean, pancakes at least are open option. I mean, I like diners that are pancake house though. I mean, they do a great job. Um, so, okay. Maybe one more serious question. Uh, oh, no so problem. Your, pancakes the, are serious, pancakes Jennifer. Pancakes are serious, but... The voter wants to know, fluffy or stacked? so go ahead i like okay you heard it here folks i mean if i'm wrong uh, <laughs> your opinion can't be wrong your your own opinion on pancakes can't be wrong so 
but basically, um, you're, the district you're running in has gone Democratic for, I believe, 20 years was the number we, we heard. What do you hope yeah. or think is going to be different for this year for you, running as a Republican? I mean, I think it's going to be a challenge. I really want to, I mean, we haven't had a Republican since, since, I think it was before 2005 or less, somewhere around there. I mean, if you look at that, it was due to redistricting change, but I just want to, I just want to help and make serious changes, though. I mean, some of these guys who's currently in leadership there for re-election, I mean, they seem more, you know, they, you know, I mean, career politics. I'm not trying to criticize. I never had an argument with them or not kind of negative things, but it's based on observation. I mean, I just really want to make a huge change, and I just want to create unity for everybody. I just want to show that, hey, there's one leader who's willing to work with everybody, you know, Democrat, Republicans, unaffiliated. You know, like, you want to talk to everybody, and I just want to be more of a people's person, you know, that reach out and make a huge difference and also fight to lower taxes. I mean, my parents were talking about putting our house on market, but, you know, what? I'm willing to sacrifice support my not just my folks, but everybody else who I care about the most and the community, and I'm willing to fight for it, though, as a non-politician. That's great. That's a, a great way to yeah. get elected. Hopefully, they all listen to you. Hopefully, hopefully oh, definitely. they put I mean, party lines aside and, and vote on the person. So. And I'm interested to see definitely. what happens, too, especially when you're taking into consideration the kind of the polling of people who are wanting to get away from more of the, the tribal politics. I think anyone who's running mm -hmm. kind of more in the middle or someone who's willing to listen to both sides i'm curious to see what happens because i think maybe someone like that does have a shot definitely yeah i mean i i mean i've seen a couple elections you know how sometimes they have primary column a column b and even during election shows you know republican and democrat and unaffiliated you know i think if they remove the statuses there but you know i always tell people you know before voting party line do the homework research, find out, you know, always look up the candidates, look up pros and cons and homework, see what the good things he did, bad. I mean, it's always important to research a candidate, also have it listen to the debate opportunity because you want to sit down and talk to the people. That's important because, I mean, some people don't know who the candidates are, but I think we should find some ways to encourage people to research about candidates, get to know them and requirements. I mean, you know, I mean, not to require, but, you know, you want to push the candidates, make sure they talk to the people to understand who they are. I completely agree. I even talk about this, too, where we should be getting rid of the D and the R when you go into the polling place, because it just makes it way too easy for anyone to just go in and check a box without knowing what they're actually voting for. Some people, yeah, some people would say, OK, if I had to vote for this guy, you know how they think just because you would want mine means you have to write the entire line down. You know, they maybe they there's confusion, like they had to write the whole thing down. But no, I mean, I think it's good to do research about the candidate, though. Especially, do you have have you heard that story out of New Hampshire where I think it was a socialist, atheist, devil worshiper ran as a Republican and everyone just voted for her because she had an R next to her name? Uh, the one that was running for sheriff? I think so, yes. Yeah, I find it very disturbing. I mean, I always tell people, you know, that, that person's not very principled, though, kind of thing, but... You know, I tell people, you know, candidates, I mean, when I talk about no establishment, I mean, I believe in there should be liberty and principles to what they care about. Like, I mean, with with the values everybody care about, you know, like, you know, you know, family values. I'm very family oriented. You know, I care about lowering property taxes and, you know, I care about the liberty and constitutions and, you know, also less, you know, federal, inter you know, less overreach and everything like that and interference. I'm all for it, though. I mean, it seems like a lot of people don't 
understand about the principles, though. I, I think a lot of people should be principled on a couple things, you know, do what they believe in. I mean, you know, like a right thing, though. And bring it back to like the voting, like people should definitely do their research before yeah. voting. Otherwise, they're going to get yeah. played like happened in that uh, in that situation. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, you want to make sure it doesn't happen, though. I mean, I mean, I always, you know, when, if one guy runs, I tell him like, hey, he doesn't speak for me. I just run as my own person. You know, kind of thing. So, I mean, mm -hmm. I mean, it's crazy. I've, I've heard about from New Hampshire. I mean, a couple of people I know who are state reps, they did tell me about that. But, you know, it seems like New Hampshire, they a lot of office up there they're actually very uh liberty minded up there as well too the majority of legislature who was telling us that i was it the unity party i think they were I think so. talking about yeah. that as well yeah because it's interesting we look up you know they were doing new hampshire it's actually really interesting and you know it's they actually done a great job i really hope you know i could help with the liberty movement for new jersey as well though i mean i tell everyone a pro you know pro you know constitution a pro Bill of Rights and everything like that. I mean, I think that's important. You want to maintain it, but you, you don't want to pervert or change it. You know, like Abraham Lincoln, say you can't pervert the Constitution. Right, you at least have to have some rules that everyone can agree upon. Yeah, definitely, yeah. I mean, it, the job is interpret, not dictated, you know what I mean? Well, yeah. thanks for you know joining us. Uh, we wish you. Oh, you the don't best. have any more questions? No, I don't. Oh, have I thought any you more. did. No, we've we've covered all of my questions. Oh, um, we've run a little over our our thirty minutes. We don't want to keep you too long. So, but oh, no problem. So I really appreciate. Oh, I really appreciate yeah. you guys. It's very honored to have you. So, and also thank you for the audiences. You know, even if anybody wants to follow me, you know, go to Herbert for NJ. You know, on you know, Instagram or Hans Harburg for Assembly, you know, in New Jersey on Facebook. I'm always easy to reach on social media. So I always tell people if they have any questions, concern, you know, let me know. I can answer straight away. But hey, if I don't have the answer, I always tell people, let me do the research before I give the answers because I, I don't like giving wrong answers always. I'd rather do research. Yeah, I agree. I hate the concept of a debate because you're just throwing these yep. questions and you don't have time to, to really do any research and you just throw up this garbled mess of an answer. I would love more, plenty of time to research and give like an actual answer that you know is, is based on something. Definitely, yeah. I mean, we. I mean, I've. I mean, I told people before, like, hey, before any fact checks or fact checkers or anything. I mean, I rather do the research and give a based. You know, hey, this is where I got it from, and also this is how I feel based on my opinion. You know, I mean, like all based on facts. I mean, that's everybody cares about. They want honesty and facts and transparency when it comes to government. Absolutely. And Hans, it's been a pleasure talking with you. You're we welcome wish you back. The best of luck. And you're welcome oh, definitely. back. Definitely. I hope anytime. you guys Oh, I hope you guys have a blessed wonderful evening and thanks for you guys time. I appreciate it, though. Of you course. too. And we'll see everyone right, take... in the next one.